0: A plant bakery in Makariv was bombed by the Russians, 13 people died. Our soldiers took out two Russian airplanes in Kiev. Thousands of people in occupied territories don't have access to mobile network, electricity, water or heating. A Kiev citizen shot an enemy drone with a bottle of pickled tomatoes. The occupants have slowed down their advance, they are demoralized and frequently resort to marauding. This is UA, the day that we survived. Ukrainian journalists have come together to create it with real people, who record themselves and send us their stories. As of the 7th of March, the third round of negotiations is over. Advisor to the head of the president's office, Mykhailo Podolak, reports that some positive results concerning humanitarian corridors were achieved, but the situation remains dire. Humanitarian corridors remain to be an issue. Russian troops continue to shell Mariupol near the Azov Sea, not allowing people to evacuate. Because of the Russian blockade, a six-year-old girl has died of dehydration, the city council of Mariupol reports. The situation with Kiev suburbs is difficult as well. People are in constant danger since the start of the war. Near 3,000 civilians were evacuated from Irpin to Kiev.
1: Hi, my name is Yulia and I am from Irpin. On February 24th, I woke up to the sound of two fire planes flying over our house. We live on the 10th floor, so the sound was very loud. I woke up, my husband, he jumped out of the bed and began to read the news, but he didn't read anything suspicious then. We were scared because there had been information earlier that Russia was planning an attack, but we couldn't believe it. After about 10 minutes, we decided that everything was fine. But as soon as we went to bed, as we heard an explosion somewhere far away. From that moment, our life will never be the same again. Because we realized that we woke, we woke up in the war. We jumped up and the only words that I constantly repeated to my husband were this cannot be true. I just repeated many times because I was really shocked. We began to pack all the necessary things. We didn't plan to go anywhere. We were sure that the war wouldn't come to us and we could wait it out in the private house of my husband's parents. Uh, We didn't want to leave our hometown until the very, very end and decided to do it when the sounds of the bombing became unbearable to live with and anxiety for our baby and relatives became unbearable also. March 5th, uh, I'm sure that I will remember this day for the rest of my life, as the most terrible and happiest at the same time in my life. We went on foot to the European church where people were evacuated. There were five um, of us, me, my husband, our baby, my husband's mother and his brother. When we arrived at the church, it was filled with people and pets From there, we were taken to Romanivka. When we got to Romanivka and I saw a destroyed bridge and an overturned cart, it all looked like some kind of horror movie. And and, uh, there, at first, soldiers let women and children through. So my husband stayed to wait until they let him through the bridge. When people saw that I had a baby in my arms, they immediately let us go ahead. That's why we very quickly crossed to other side. So we were separated with my husband. We just stood near the bus stop and just waited for him. There were sounds of explosion. Uh, everywhere around something was shooting some, and it was really terrible we just stood and waited him come to us the soldiers kept shouting to us go away go to buses it's dangerous to stand here and then some soldiers brought a cart took away all our bags and told us to immediately go to the buses because the situation was really dangerous. We came to the buses, but I still didn't know where my husband was. I don't remember why, but the soldier took my crying baby and began to calm her. All press immediately came running and everyone started taking pictures of them. At the same time, my husband called and said that he had crossed the bridge and was running towards us. But I couldn't understand where he was. I just waited and shouted to him, run to us, I'm begging you, run Run to us. I still don't believe that uh, everything that I'm telling you happened to us, to our family. But fortunately he ran to us and wasn't injured. We started to load into the bus. A journalist ran up to me asking me to tell what I could. He kept filming me and my baby. I tried to to tell him something, but it was really hard. We wrote uh, after that we rode in a bus. It was with posters, big posters, uh, like people and children. Uh, And we went with crazy speed. When we were brought to Kiev, a police bus arrived there. They just got off and told people, sit down, we will take you to the station. This is how we got to the station. At the station, we found a train to the Rivne city and we um, and we just miraculously um, climbed into it. It was packed with people and bags and pads so and uh, we just drove eight hours. It was really hard eight hours. But when we arrived to the Rivne city, the local people picked us up, they took us home, they fed us deliciously and uh, then they took us to the, uh, their one room apartment and said that uh, we could live here as long as we needed for free, just for free, we still can believe in it today is the first day in, safe, in safety in Rivne city but you know we are still afraid of different loud, loud sounds. And I don't know if this will ever pass us and our family and hundreds of thousands of people.
0: During the night of the 8th of March, Russian soldiers launched an airstrike strike on a residential sector in Sum, near the border with Russia. 21 people have been killed, two children among them. Hundreds of thousands of women and children leave their homes. Over 1.5 million Ukrainians have fled to neighboring countries. People lose connection to each other. Thousands of people do not answer phone calls. Thousands of messages flooded the Telegram channel missing people search in a day. People search in Mariupol, Manhush, Hostomel, Bucha, Kharkiv. Here are a couple of short messages. Mariupol, Malakutsko Kateryna Vitalievna Sheremetyeva Marina Vitalievna with 4 children, 4 months old, 6 years old, 8 years old, 11 years old, 33rd district, last contact, 2nd of March. Warsaw. Shito Valerisa born in 1948, Shitov Valery Dmitrovich, born in 1947, they live in Kurotna Street, Warsaw. last contact, 28th of February. Yozaveta Doroshenko, born in 1997. She was staying in her stomach in the basement of a house on Landovich Street with her mother. In the evening of the 2nd of March she sent a text saying they had been captured. In the morning on the 4th of March she texted that she is alive. There had been no further contact. Hundreds of messages like this every hour. Everything the Russian troops are doing in the small towns in Kiev Oblast is to advance towards the capital. Makita tells us about his life in Kiev. We heard him in the previous episodes.
2: 7th of March 2022, uh, first day of uh, religious feast. Kiev itself is more or less secure. Uh, always you can see, hear a siren. You can hear some explosions, some bombings, uh, nothing too serious. Most of the fighting is outside of Kiev. It's Repen, Bucha, Vysgorod, and those locations. As we understand, most of the Russian forces are attempting to take uh region of Kiev so they can do more shelling into Kiev center, so they can uh, try to take Uh, the center street of kiev and this is i've been going on for past i don't know maybe 10 days systematically the russian forces are trying to approach if they see they cannot enter and they get pushed back they wait a while then try to go again from other sides but it seems completely unsuccessful for these uh, for these few days they're rolling back but always trying to enter from different sides in the night, they go back into the same locations that they try to enter. And then uh, with small forces to see what's what's the situation, then go out. And if they see any forces, they try to go back in, if it's not too serious. But mainly in Kiev, uh, people are very uh, confident. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, you would call it national defense forces. They're training. Uh, They gather themselves in different regions of Kyiv as much as possible. This way they could um, take on some sort of uh, street offensive if things happen. uh, To hold it as much as possible because there are a lot of diversion groups, like terroristic diversions. They try to enter Kyiv and do some chaos. But most of those groups are eliminated now. You can see the uh, cars are shut down in Kiev. they still are on the streets of those groups you also see some of the people still trying to leave uh, Kiev, with uh, even with ch- children elderly people uh, just walking around towards the rail station trying to get a way out um, to basically to any place they uh, could find shelter and more safety. Other than that, most of the people are volunteering as much as they can, bringing food, uh, gathering supplies, gathering supplies from other regions as well. A lot of people on the, on the safer sides are helping out, volunteering, and sending through medic medicine. Uh, maybe some food supplies, but nothing. Obviously, not too serious. A few gas stations are still open in Kiev. You could get gasoline, but you'll have to wait in line. If you do that in the morning, it's going to take you a couple of hours, maybe an hour and a half, to wait in line. Uh, later in the day, yeah, you'll you'll spend like 20, 30 minutes, and you'll be good to go. Everyone in Kiev feels confident, the people that are left. Uh, but yeah, mainly everyone's afraid of uh, bombings, not even shelling from the Russian forces around, surrounding Kyiv. This we understand can be, but a lot of people are worried that we're gonna get really seriously bombed like Kharkiv and other cities, uh, which which will basically uh, cause a lot of uh, civilian casualties.
0: Veronica didn't leave the city. She tells us about Kyiv. The first day, 24th of February,
3: When the war has begun, I didn't realize really it in the morning. I was planning to go to work, um, but I got a message from my friend, and she said that the war has begun, and she is going to Winnetia. I stayed at home that day, and till today I stay here, and I'm planning to stay here as well later. Some friends of mine have left Kiev on the first morning of the war, and actually that, uh, that friend who told me that the war has begun, um, but they were going away from Kyiv at 6 o'clock. But uh, when, when I woke up, it was already too late. I heard that there were huge traffic jams outside the Kyiv and me and my parents decided to stay in our flat. Luckily, I attended a lecture on so- surviving in military conflicts in the war while you are staying in the city and i knew that we had to store water food and prepare a backpack with documents medicine and some essentials that we need that day the first day of the war i didn't hear any shootings and explosions in kiev in, in the region of kiev where i am but my friends other friends they've heard and i heard sirens and explosions at night the same day the first day and since then, I hear sirens and explosions uh, throughout the day each, I think, three to four hours. But sometimes I hear, I hear sirens without shootings, or also we in Kiev have special programs. Special program, it also uh, it often is used for traffic to monitor where, where the buses are. But uh, now this program sends us notifications about the syrians that we, ho- we have to go to shelter. But the last days I noticed <laughs> these messages only when it is uh, time to get out of shelter. It, it also says this information. Um, every day after I wake up, I check my phone and I o- always have some messages from my friends and relatives who are checking if I'm still alive and I'm okay. I answer them and then write to some, others, to some other people that are like kind to me or of whom I wanted to know if they are okay. And also I noticed that almost every day I get messages from some people with whom we don't talk often, but They, like, want to find out if I'm still okay. They want to renew the old ties that we had between us. As the days days pass, I get used to the alarm sirens that I hear. I was very scared when I heard them for the first time, I even couldn't sleep. But now I get used to them and they even don't bother me. And uh, we have to count that I have uh, good windows, they have uh, noise isolation, and with the windows closed I I can, uh, like, close any sirens or other sounds away from me. I want to say that this war is um, really a crime against humanity, and uh, even though I don't check the news so often as I used to do it in the first days of of this war But still, I see that there are many destruction in Ukraine, many troops uh, Russian soldiers and even Ukrainian soldiers are dead or injured And uh, many civilians are dead and injured injured too, even even children and um, Sometimes we get notifications from authorities that um, we have to go to the shelters because some of the regions of Kyiv or Ukraine are against of the bombs right now. And I really really hope that this war and this whole military situation will end soon. We will be able to rebuild our Ukraine. I hope that it won't have too much time, because every Ukrainian wants to live their uh, their own usual life again. I want to thank to Ukrainian army, Ukrainian politicians, authorities, president, and Ukrainian volunteers, Ukrainian civil forces, and also to the international help. It really helps uh, when we don't have food supplies, that we get This supplies from abroad. The same thing with um, shooting guns, bombs, etc. We get get all of this from our international friends, from other countries, and I think this is a very huge help. And uh, so this war will end soon, and um, I think that our country will survive,
0: and um, We will rebuild it again, and it will become even better. The International Court of Justice has started a hearing on Ukraine's lawsuit to stop the invasion of Russian troops into Ukraine. Representatives of Moscow did not attend the meeting. The war has been going on for 13 days. The democratic world is joining sanctions against the 21st-century aggressor and supports independent Ukraine. The United States of America is seizing all oil imports from Russia to Biden states. He also encouraged the Congress to adopt a $12 billion aid package to Ukraine. Russia has become a subject of over 5,530 worldwide sanctions, thus becoming the world's most sanctioned country, Bloomberg reports while referring to Kestloom, a global database concerning tracking sanctions. Global sanctions do not stop the war. At the same time, Bloomberg reports that Russia, like Venezuela, may face a default in April. Every day we try to find something to give us hope. Our athletes bring us good news. Ukraine has won 9 medals during the fourth day of Paralympics 2022 – two golden, four silver and three bronze. Russian athletes were not allowed to compete. Are we happy about that? No as it didn't stop at least one rocket targeted at Ukraine. However, it's fair, as the whole world is trying to stop the vicious aggressor. Our listeners messaged us about the fact that some people believe in neo-Nazis in Ukraine. This is a known fake started by Russian propaganda, which we will discuss in detail in the next episode. Meanwhile, the command of the joint forces of the Armed Forces of Ukraine has congratulated women on the 8th of March, International Women's Rights Day and International Peace Day. In the north of Ukraine, in Chernihiv, the city which suffered from shelling tremendously and is still shelled, people stand in queues to get flowers for their beloved ones. As of February 2021, 57,000 women serve in the Armed Forces of Ukraine. It is 22% of the entire personnel, tankers, drone operators, company and platoon commanders, and this list is not exhaustive. Nowadays Ukrainian women and girls are heroically fighting as doctors, volunteers, journalists, protesters, mothers as well. Russian occupants, we do not need your protection. Ukraine is standing strong and will not falter. We will definitely protect our children and our land from the invaders.